You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? Welcome back, everyone, to the Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and today I have the jefe, the king, Jay Spence, is finally on the Buff Hub. I feel I feel so thankful, so happy to, you know, finally get you on here. Uh, obviously, I welcomed you to the to the Buffalo Rumblings family via email, but we never really got to talk until just recently on your show. So maybe you can expand and tell the audience where they can find all your content real quick. Yeah. Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me on, man. It's a it's an honor, man. I know, um, you know, Buffalo Rumblings. Everyone on the roster is doing great things. So when I get a chance to do things with you guys, I'm I'm honored. So thank you. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at jspencethekeen. Um, my show, The Code of Conduct, comes out every Tuesday. I do have a special edition that was actually released yesterday for the weekend. So uh, with the divisional round going on, so please be sure to check that out. I have uh, John Fino on the episode. I have a gentleman joining me from PFF and, and a couple other special guests. So really good episode this week. Oh, yeah. Speaking of PFF, did you see that they actually had Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds ranked, I think, the lowest as far as when it comes up to, I think, plugging up the middle. I did not see that. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting stat. It was an interesting stat. I just kept reading, and they're they're not rated very well as far as uh, what they're doing. And uh, I mean, I think it's it's attributed to the whole thing with them, you know, be not being healthy and being on the field together and stuff like that. Um, it's just very interesting to see what PFF has come up with and what people are buying, what people aren't. And in a game, we're just going to jump right into it where. We have the Ravens and the Bills in a divisional matchup here. Where do we begin, right? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, and we talked about the game previous and, you know, when I was on your show. But, Jay, like, I'm looking at this matchup, and I'm saying to myself, why can't we just say they're just evenly matched up? Why why, why does everyone feel they need to crown the Ravens or they need to crown the Bills? Like, I personally, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying to myself, honestly, aside from being a fan, this is just a very even matchup. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. The way I look at this matchup this weekend, um, as a fan, obviously, I'm like, man, I want the Bills to just destroy them, you know, as a fan. But realistically, when you look at the game, it's going to be one of the best games of the weekend. You know, you can you can look at the other three games and you can actually pinpoint this one as one that's pretty much evenly matched because our strength on offense is their strength on defense and then their strength on offense you know you know like we're just pretty much going head to head with each other's strengths i just i really want to caution people on both sides to not really try and you know crown a king and you know no pun intended but you know we don't want to crown a king here we actually want to it's a good game it's going to be a very good game yeah and let me just begin here because the ravens are first in the league 
in their blitz rate. They're first, 44%. We're going to see a bunch of that all game long. They don't want it. They don't want Josh Allen to feel comfortable at all. And I think that's where the Bills can maybe get an advantage. It's like, okay, what if we just figure out their blitz packages and we plug up the holes and Josh Allen has time to throw, maybe a second or two more, and we throw the ball down the field. We start exploiting them. We start playing off more. Maybe we start seeing some more success. Um, and you look at the Bills on the other side, it's like they're second in the league in play action attempts. Play action goes wrong when another team's blitz goes right. You hate to see when a play action play <laughs> happens. You know, Josh Allen gets set and you just see him just get just get pummeled on the outside. That's what we don't want to see. Now, I think, real quick, Jay, I was raving about that Ravens game, no pun intended, uh, that I think that the Bills learned the most valuable lesson in that game. Because I looked at Brandon Bean and I said to myself, this is going to really show what t- what kind of team Brandon Bean built. This was last year. We faced them and Josh Allen had nobody open. Josh Allen had no outlet man. There was no play that Brian Dable could draw up for Josh Allen to avoid a 17% uh, passer rating. Um <laughs> It, it's it was pretty bad. Now we obviously invested heavily, as you could see, with Stephon Diggs, and we're seeing a complete 180. So I'm wondering, Jay, what kind of effect do you see Stephon Diggs actually having against the Ravens? Well, it, it can it can be one of several different types of effects. You know, one obviously he could come out and he can be the wide receiver that we've seen all season, where he you know maybe gets eleven targets, nine receptions, one hundred twenty yards, and a touchdown. Or he could also be the guy that because he's he's been so successful this year at beating defenses, the Ravens might want to say, you know what, we're going to do everything we can to shut this guy down, and we are not going to let Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs beat us. If someone else beats us, all right, we're going to take that chance there. We're going to shut him down. And what that will do is if they try to shut him down, which I don't think they can successfully do, as we've seen for 17 weeks out the season, what I do think will happen if they are able to is that that gives opportunities to Beasley. That gives opportunities to John Brown and and Gabriel Davis. Our offense, for the first time in a long time, it's an offense that you really you, you can't double because if you do, you're just opening it up for somebody else. So Stefan Diggs, his value to this offense can't be understated. Right. So now I want to I want to talk about one thing because there was a particular play in that game. I'm wondering if we were to plug in because I've said this before. This was like right when I started this podcast, and I said I think that game really changed the perspective on what the Bills need, whatever have you. And I'm looking at the last play of that game where they brought a zero blitz. You didn't know who was dropping back, and they blitzed. I mean, everyone. It was like a. It was like a. You know, like when you play Madden, it's a. It's punt man to man that formation. That's exactly mm-hmm. that's exactly what the Ravens did, and um, what ends up happening? You see John Brown trying to cut up the middle of the field. You know Josh Allen throws throws it up to him and just gets batted down easily, like just like, like a play out of practice. And I'm wondering what if we were to plug in Stephon Diggs in that play? What kind of separation? What kind of explosive? Um, you know, just explosiveness he would have had not only in that play, but in this game, in that game, because of there were several situations where Josh Allen just never had that outlet, man, that guy he could just definitely go to. John Brown was virtually non-existent that whole game. 
Yeah, well, see, the thing with, with our offense is um, when you look at it, when you compare last year and this year, um, the biggest difference is, although we did, you know, have Cole Beasley and we had John Brown, the total offense or the offense in total, I should say, it just wasn't there. Uh, you know, last year, Knox just didn't seem to really be the guy, even though he had a big play last year against the Ravens. He had a huge play. And if I'm not mistaken, it was against the Ravens when he had that that play where, you know, he he got the angry run award or whatever. Yep. But the thing was, we still just didn't have the type of offense that really created enough separation to let Josh look like Josh or the way he looks this year. And then on top of that, Josh made adjustments himself. He's a completely different quarterback than he was last year. Completely different quarterback. So I, I really, I caution fans, like Ravens fans, all week I've been talking to Ravens fans. I caution them, don't look at that tape and think that that's the same Buffalo Bills team you're getting. Because to right. your point, Stefan Diggs, he comp- first he changes the receiving room. But Josh Allen alone, if, if Diggs wasn't there, Josh Allen is still, he's a completely different player. Completely different player. Well, well, let's also talk about that the Ravens are completely different as well. You don't have Hayden Hurst, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have Earl Thomas. So that whole first beginning of the season where everyone was just wondering if the Ravens were just going to crumble, they had to figure out who they were all over again. Because a lot of pressures goes on Andrews, a lot of pressure, you know, goes on Hollywood Brown, and um, you know, you look at the backfield; they've really had to come together on, on the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, let's be real as well; they had a kind of an easy end of the season there. If you look at the last four games, I know some people are like, "Well, they only allowed 14 points in the last four games." Well, to that, it was the Bengals, the Giants. Yep. The biggest, I don't even want to talk about talk about this. I just want to talk about the game against the Titans at this point because it's just irrelevant, right? Well, you yeah, look and at, that's the part that, yeah. and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but that's the Go part ahead, that gets me. It's like when, because when, all week I've been talking to so many different people and they're like, yeah, but during the last six weeks of the season, we've been killing and we've been, I'm like, but who have you played? Because what they try to do is they'll, they'll say, well, Josh Allen and the Bills ain't played nobody really either. I'm sorry. Week 17, we played a defense that was supposed to be top two in the league up to that point. And we still, we destroyed them. Josh didn't even play the second half. It, what they have to understand is it's not, it's, it's just not, you can't look at those teams and say, yeah, they're, they're the hottest team in the league because they were scoring 32 points a game. They were, but to your point, it was against the Giants. It was against, you know, teams that aren't even in the playoffs at this Bengals, point. Bengals, so, Jaguars, Giants. And then you get, wow. you get into the game with the Titans. There you go. Now, the Titans game, okay, we'll give them some respect for that because that was a heck of a game. They were down by 10, ended up coming back in the in the, the wild card round. That's not an easy thing to do. Can, so can I'll I, give can, you credit for that. Well, let, let me tell you this, Jay, real quick. I have never had respect for Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I have never thought that Ryan Tannehill was a franchise quarterback. To this day, no one's going to convince me otherwise. Ryan Tannehill is a glorified backup. When you have a guy who is pounding close to 300 yards whenever the heck he wants on the ground, let me tell you something. You can do whatever you want on offense, even if it's terrible, and still win the game. You see, what the Titans did is they basically relied heavily upon Derrick Henry and just those one-on-one, you know, 50-50 balls. And once the Ravens were able to stop Derrick Henry... And those 50-50 balls did not go the Titans' way. The one that did in the, the one that did in the end zone definitely, in my opinion, was an offensive pass interference. Uh, they were nothing. They were nothing. And I'm telling you this right now, Ryan Tannehill, 
to anyone who's listening, Ryan Tannehill is nothing compared to Josh Allen this year. Josh oh, Allen, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if you believe, yes, you stopped Derrick Henry. Congrats. They're like they're, they 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 needed it. That that was a blood uh, that just a blood hungry game. Just watching those two teams go after each other. They hate each other. We all know that about the Titans and the, and the Ravens. The thing about the Ravens and the Bills. This, in my opinion, is going to be a game solely about Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson, who can make the best play when it counts. That's it. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not trusting Lamar Jackson can throw outside the numbers. Here's the other thing, though. If I'm going to be devil's advocate against Josh Allen, I don't want to see Josh Allen running around too much. That's going to tell me that he doesn't know how to read the defense. He doesn't know what's coming at him. He didn't grow from his from the cover zero from last year, which I believe he did, but I'm just saying devil's advocate-wise. If Josh Allen starts to run around way too much in this game, we're going to lose. In retrospect with Lamar Jackson, if you see him throw outside the numbers, the Ravens are going to lose. That's two things you just you don't want to see those quarterbacks do. That's their weaknesses. Right, everyone's saying yes. Josh Allen, he does things with his legs. He, may, I don't want to see Josh Allen running for first downs. I want to see our receivers get separation. If he can get separation against Byron Jones, if he can get separation against Xavier Howard, if he can get get separation against the backfield of of the of the Colts, get separation against the backfield of uh, the secondary of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why not the Ravens? Why not? Well, he can, he can, but but the thing that I do also. So speaking to you as a Bills fan, tomorrow will be or today, you know, it will be one of those games where Josh will actually have to use his feet. And I know we don't want to see it. I'm I'm on the same page as you, where I don't want Josh taking unnecessary hits. We're depending too much on his arm. But the thing is, in reality. The Ravens do have the best secondary that we're going to go up against this season. They have two legitimate number one cornerbacks. They have a pretty good, like, above-average safety room. And they have some, some, some speed in that linebacker position. So it's going to be a difficult task. And there's going to be times where Josh would not have anybody to throw. To, or You know, it's, it's going to happen. So when you do see Josh take off, it's okay. It's tomorrow only. Like, don't, don't you know, it's going to be one of those games where I feel like Josh is actually going to have, instead of just the, the four, you know, maybe three scrambles, it's going to, it's, I feel like it's going to be closer to eight, seven or eight carries. And I know that's not fun to hear. It's not what we want. But I think in order to win this game tomorrow, it's something that we're going to have to do because we, we have to establish some type of run against this team. We saw what they did to, to Derrick Henry. The difference between us and the Titans is, you're right, we do have Josh Allen, and, and Ryan Tannehill is nowhere near in the same class as Josh Allen. Like, nowhere near. Like, he shouldn't even be mentioned this conversation, if I'm being honest with you. But the fact that we're talking about him and comparing him, this is what we'll do. So we don't have the running game of Henry, but we have to establish something. If they know that all Josh Allen is going to do is sit back there and try to pick him apart, they're pretty much going to only send the four. Even though we're used to them blitzing, that coach, John Harbaugh is a fantastic coach. He is not a dummy, and he will make the game plan be – he'll adjust to where – he will He might not take away Josh and, and Stefan Diggs and everything like we think he – you know, but he's going to try. And whereas Josh might – normally he's been going 70, 70 or 70 completion percentage, 74, 72. It might be one of those games where Josh is 62, which is still good, 
but it's a it's it's a regression from what we've seen. So what I'm saying is just don't be afraid and don't be upset when you see that running game actually be a big part of tomorrow's game plan. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they were trying to establish against the Colts because again, I remember we talked about it with the Colts. That's what they were best at, stopping the run. So what happens if you establish the run game against a team that is solely dependent on making sure the run game doesn't get going to win football yeah. games? You basically win, especially in the second half. Uh, there's nothing they can do once that's already established. They, they have to respect it. So and, let, let's... let's I'm sorry. Let's, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and I'll tell you what, don't be, don't be surprised if the running game actually looks a little bit better. I know a lot of Bills fans are down on, on TJ Yeldon because he had some fumbling issues last season in the preseason. And then the couple reps that he got live, he had a fumble. You know, I'm just telling you, TJ Yeldon is a good back. There's a reason why the Bills signed him so quickly after he was gone from Jacksonville. It's not because, and, and I know he's not active and I get, it's not because he's not good. He's an insurance policy. Many teams wish they had a, a running back with the talent level of TJ Yeldon on the practice squad. So, well, so please, well, Bills fans. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Well, is it, is it, isn't Antonio? I thought Antonio Williams was also activated, wasn't he? I think I just he saw is, that. He is. Oh my Antonio goodness! Antonio Williams was activated, so I believe we're going to have like they're going to try their hand at, at a three-headed monster of Yeldon and Williams. It's going to be fun, man. I mean, why not? Why not? You know, eventually you're going to have to pass the heck out of this football if worse comes to worst. But I'm saying, hey, let's say we're down ten zip, seven zip. Mm-hmm. At that point, you start to think, okay, let's pull out some of the passing plays. But I'm just saying, until you're behind, I don't, I don't think you shade away from the running game. You know, you have to try to make it work. And especially against the team, that's what they're going to do. You got J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. I don't I don't know how much Mark Ingram's going to be able to play, but as far as I'm concerned, J.K. Dobbins is a stud. I was really hoping we would have taken took him in that draft. We didn't have taken him, but Man. it was it was uh, I had to bite my tongue on that. Um, you know, I'm thankful we have Zach Moss, don't get me wrong, but look at how J.K. Dobbins is playing. He's the That's starter. Cool. He's an absolute monster. He's exactly what they were hoping for. And now I'm looking at the you know I'm looking at the wide receiver position of the Baltimore Ravens and I'm saying to myself, we should be fine. We should be fine. I, I don't we I don't foresee be. yeah I don't <laughs> foresee Hollywood Brown pulling a Tyreek Hill number on us. Now no, he's and, and here's the thing. Now, but, yeah, he's a good he's a good receiver. So you know if if there's a time if there's a play in the game where Lamar Jackson does Lamar Jackson, let's not forget he was the MVP last season, and and he is playing better. So let's not forget that he has the ability to hit him in stride on certain big plays and make a big play happen. If that happens, it's okay. We're better. I still feel like we're – now, I know earlier we, we, at the beginning of the show we just said we don't want to anoint anybody or put anybody better and it's evenly matched. I do feel like when you look at certain things, we are evenly matched. But I think the thing that's going to push it over for us is that Josh Allen, honestly, he's he's – He's playing top three quarterback. You know, that's that's how he's playing this year. You know, so the quarterback is the most important position on the field at all times for any team. Any team. We have a top three guy this season. All right. So let's get to the to the meat of this steak real quick, right? And there's a lot that we could talk about, which is just the bone, you know, bare things and whatever we can talk about, the details. I want to talk about how do we stop Lamar Jackson? How do the Bills do it? 
If you're going to ask me, I'm going to give you my point real quick. This is literally, this is highlight tape for Matt Milano's career. Divisional playoff. Matt Milano in the nickel scheme, if he can prevent Lamar Jackson from getting to the third level consistently in this game and force them on third and three, third and four to pass the football and disrupt those passing lanes, along with Tremaine Edmonds, don't get me wrong, but I'm making a case for Matt Milano, the Italian down, because my goodness, how important he's going to be in this game. Yeah, it, like last week he was important, but I'm saying against a guy like Lamar Jackson, I'm yeah, I know everyone's going to talk about, well, you saw how he got shook out of his boots. Last year, that was an insane year by Lamar Jackson, who had, I think, an even better team last year. This team, I think they're they're sputtering a little bit than they were. And I'm saying to myself, I believe you stop Lamar Jackson. You know he's going to get the three, four, five-yard runs. Don't let him get to the third level. On second down, on first down, we got to stop him to three to five yards. We have to. The minute this guy starts to think those power run plays are going to work in his favor and then fakes it, our safeties are going to be in trouble. That's just my opinion. What do you got? Yeah, well, I agree with you. Um, I think the game plan, I think the thing that we have to do, you're not going to stop Lamar Jackson. So it gets to the point where, you know, if if you actually, you know, I interviewed John Fina and he says something and it makes so much sense. He's like, you know, if you think you're going to stop Lamar Jackson from having a 20 yard run, you're probably going to be upset. He said, what you want to do is you want to limit him. If you can stop other areas of the game and then allow him to kind of just have a sweet spot, which is what the Bills do. The Bills are very good at allowing you to, to do, have your way between the 20s. And then once you get into that red zone, once you're in that area to, to get ready to, to try and score, it just doesn't happen because the Buffalo Bills defense steps up and makes big plays. So I think that the important thing for this weekend's game, I think the Buffalo Bills, like you mentioned, first, we need to keep containment. And by that, I don't mean you know, just making sure we keep the pocket, like keep him in the pocket. I mean, by containment, I mean, don't over, you, you know, a lot of times we'll overextend or we'll, we'll really try our hardest to, to put so much pressure on him that quick people like Lamar, and, and we've had issues with mobile quarterbacks in the past. When you have mobile quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket and you're going too hard at him, he'll make you pay every time. And, and you don't want a repeat of like the famous poop game with Cleveland when, Lamar was running out to the side and then the cornerbacks thought that he was going to, you know, he was going to scramble. And then he threw a touchdown to Hollywood. You got to you just have to stay on your assignments. So if you're if you're covering a, a wide receiver, you cover the wide receiver. Don't run up. It doesn't matter. Let the let the first guy who's supposed to make that tackle make it. If he doesn't. Cool. Pass the line of scrimmage. Then you run up. But do not overextend. Do not over pursue. If you over pursue against Lamar Jackson, you're going to regret it every time. And, and Buffalo Bills will be staying in Orchard Park after the game and they'll be upset. So well, in order to win this game, yeah. we have to we have to contain them. OK, right. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the defense last year versus this year. And I'm saying to myself, we are the Buffalo Bills defense. Make no mistake. We're the blueprint on how to slow Lamar Jackson down. The only reason we didn't win that Ravens game was because we could not capitalize when the when the when the offense had the football. The defense was playing the best they could. The the Ravens lost against the Tennessee Titans last year in the playoffs because of the blueprint that the Buffalo Bills defense gave. That was the first game where he started to slow down. 
The game yeah. slowed down. He was complaining that, oh, they were going after my legs. What do you expect us to do? Uh, yeah. They can't hit you up you. high. <laughs> they, yeah. You're not using your arm. We're going to have to hit you down low. We're going to have to make you scared of running. So that's what they ended up having to do. And, you know, it was really tough because it was one of those things where you got the third level, second level, have to play sound. Yes, up front, it's going to be rough. We know that they're going to be able to push beyond that sometimes, whatever have you. But, you know, I'm just saying this is a game for the Bills defense. If we win this because our defense plays solid, that is humongous momentum if we go into the AFC championship. Well, I'm going to just tell you, man, this this game here, this game is Sean McDermott's chance to say this extension that you guys just blessed me with over the summer, it was the right choice. So th- this is why wow. we have Sean McDermott yeah. for these big games, for these big moments. He was a huge defensive coordinator. He has, he, you know, he brought this philosophy and he brought this, this culture into Western New York. Now is the time for him to show championship caliber isn't just something that we have as a as a model throughout the year. It's not something that we just say. It's not just something that's plastered on the walls that one Bills drive. This is this is the time to prove that we're championship caliber. And I think Sean McDermott is going to show it. This game plan, you know, like you mentioned, he did it last year. He he laid the blueprint out. This year, I think he's going to do the same thing except, you know, we have the offense to go with it. If we had an offense last year that could have scored one more touchdown in a field goal or one more, just one more touchdown. We would have won to get or tied it at least, but you have an offense that can put up points. There's no way we wouldn't have won that game last year. No way. We had a chance to at the end, right? I mean, it's, I look at that game and you know, it's a, it's a different year. It's a completely, you know, different perspective team, the whole nine. Like, I feel like they really learned a lot, not only from that game, but from the playoff loss against Houston. And it really put a fire underneath the entire organization for moments like this to capitalize to do what has never been done and you know it's to win convincingly against teams like this for the first time in over 25 years you know i'm looking at our last game against the colts i don't i don't think look i'm going to i'm going to be real with you i don't think it was just that we were going against the colts i think that the bills were exercising some demons <laughs> You know, we have choked, you know, the, the, you can even see it in, uh, in one of the, uh, sound FX things about Micah Hyde. He was just talking about, you know, the, the heartbreak that they had to go through that this year's different, that this year it's like, we're going to break that curse. It's the same thing with this game. It's going to be the same old Buffalo bills. The Colts were just luck of the draw. You got the weakest seed in the playoffs bull. We deserved because of our record to go against the weakest seed in the playoffs. Make no mistake. So I'm looking at the Bills now. All right, let's be real about it. What do you think the Bills have to be sharp about that the Ravens are going to try to exploit? Um, What I think they're going to try to do is I think they're really going to try and force Josh Allen to, which to me is not a good idea for the Ravens. But I think they're going to try and make Josh Allen beat them from the pocket. I, I, I feel like they still have this misconception. And I, I know the coaching staff, you know, they watch film, so I, I know they're not dumb. But what I'm saying is I think they still feel like Josh Allen makes these, these untimely mistakes from the pocket. I don't see that. What I do see is Josh Allen makes great plays all the time, and every once in a while, one might bounce the other way. 
But more often than not, Josh Allen wins those plays. He wins those plays. So I just think we need to be we need to be who we've been all season. Yes, I would like to establish some type of run game, but as long as Josh Allen is doing what Josh Allen does and Stefan Diggs is there for him and bailing him out when when nobody else is open or Gabriel Davis is making those catches along the sideline, I think we'll be fine because Cole Beasley is going to do his thing. The biggest thing that I'm actually worried about, last year when we played against the Ravens, our man Motor, Devin Singletary, he actually had a pretty good game. I'm curious to see if the Buffalo Bills would actually throw some zone some zone runs in there because when when we ran zone it was a completely different rushing attack this year it kind of just seems like we just you know give them the ball try to go at it we have to have an actual running scheme and 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 i'm hoping and praying that singletary can take some of that burden off of josh and he doesn't have to do it all by himself a big game for for Feliciano and Mitch Morse. You know, establish the yeah. middle of that. You know, you know they're going to be explosive on 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 the edges. We know that. But if we can really try to just because what the Ravens love to do, whether you're running it or you're passing it, they love to run stunts on that defensive line, and they try to confuse the offensive line on how to slide protection, whatever. And you know, while Josh Allen is, you know. Just like Lamar Jackson, he can handle that. Probably uh, he, one of the one of three best in the league to be able to handle that. Um, I, I I think Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen are the top three in the league at being able to avoid you know the blitz packages um, and the stunts when they happen. So I'm not too concerned about the Josh Allen thing as much as I am about establishing like what you said the run game and how the offensive line is going to be able to you know. Focus on that and get. I mean, could you imagine just having a few explosive runs in this game? That would be just a bit. You would you would literally sit back in your couch after watching it. Okay, they got control. It's just something about being able to run the football and just imposing your will. Watching that and it makes you sit back. It makes you just take it and just well, that's it. Now we can just run play action. And I totally agree with you. Now the question is what are we going to really expect out of this running game after it's been pretty lackluster this year? And is this the game, (laughs) a divisional playoff game where the running game is finally going to start to explode? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to bet on that, but um, I mean, if you can give it a chance to get it established early, I mean, I think you have to, but uh, I don't, I don't, I personally, I'm just so I'm, I'm, up in arms about how this game plan is going to go because Brian Dable did not decide to throw the freaking football until he had everyone's blood pressure up in the sky <laughs> against the Colts. Well, but here's the thing: when you really, when you really look at it, if you if you look at the statistics for the first half throughout the season and compare them to the to the stats from last week's game, it actually was very much on par with what the Bills did. It's just that you know, or what we've been doing, is just that they you know, started the game off trying to run because of the fact we were so, you know, I think our first possession, we were on like the four yard line, the second possession, we were on the 12 and then we were on the 10. So being pushed back like that, I know normally we've seen Josh, you know, easily get us out of the, you know, when we're backed up to our own goal line, we've seen him move the ball, go 92 yards and score a touchdown. I understand. It's not that easy to do. It just looks like it because Josh has been so phenomenal this year. So I think because of our field position, you know, we lost that battle last week. We lost the time of possession battle. The, the Colts beat us up, man. We really had no, we had no right winning that game. 
So the fact that the Buffalo Bills were able to do that, even with that pressure, even with the bad field position, I feel like now there's a certain confidence that comes into this game now. And it's like, yeah, we will. I, I don't know. I just I just have this confidence that I normally I just don't have, man. All of Bill's Mafia for years, we've been in this abusive relationship with our team because every year we have a roster that looks like they can compete. We always have, you know, good enough wide receivers and you know we had the team where where shady was helping us lead the league in rushing and we had great defenses so you always felt like you know if we just get a couple plays to bounce our way we'll be that good and we just haven't done it so i get it the bills fans are are feeling like hey man it's just not this year is different man it's different well i'm i'm just i'm so fired up with what you're saying in a good way because you know it really just brings up you know what i think all bills fans feel. Yes, you talk about that abusive relationship thing. Look, I think it's just, we are the only team in NFL history to suffer four gigantic heartbreaks in a war, in, in, in a row. It's like getting married four times and divorcing four times. And what do you do after that? Do you, do you just live single the rest of your life? Uh, it's yeah, not going to go right. That's it for me. You know what I'm saying? We could have quit on the Bills a long time ago. You know, and we have a team that for the first time in over 25 years is helping us believe again. And, you know, I think that's more powerful than any loss the Bills have ever had. Again, I'm going to say that. I think this team trumps any loss that we've ever had. Why? Look at the promise we have on this team. The Bills were good before, but then they crumbled surely right after. They were never great. When was the last time the Buffalo Bills had a quarterback who was in the MVP chatter in his third year third year you know the, you know what though here's the thing that ticks me off about that and i know that this is not the conversation you want to have so oh, I'm go sorry. ahead go ahead go ahead but the thing that gets me is you know you you obviously have once in a generation type players you know and that's what aaron Rodgers is to me aaron Rodgers, i don't think he gets the respect that he deserves so i, I don't want to kiss his butt real quick but the thing is to me aaron Rodgers goes into that michael jordan type conversation and i, I and I, when I say this, just hear me out. Go ahead. Go ahead. When Michael Jordan was in the league. He literally, you can make the argument that he should have been MVP every single season. Every single season. He was the best player, hands down. Aaron Rodgers plays like that every year. Now, this year, he's playing even better than he normally does. So what I'm saying is he's always amazing. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, we literally would have the MVP on the Buffalo Bills roster. Think about that. When's the last time? You had uh, any player, and not even just a quarterback, any any player that you could say was an MVP caliber player on the Buffalo Bills roster. Well, right, and and you know that's the point I'm saying to pair up with that real quick. Yeah, totally respect Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Mike McCarthy suppressed what he was capable of doing. Mike McCarthy and the this the leadership at Green Bay suppressed every avenue to get Aaron Rodgers weapons. It's the same thing with Josh Allen. If we wouldn't have traded for Stephon Diggs, if you take away Devontae Adams, 
from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers plays like a shell of himself. So, of no, course, and, and no, no, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Of course, a quarterback who has already won a championship had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Clay Matthews, Eddie Lacy back then. He had a squad mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can, you can. I think they believe Charles Woodson was playing on their defense. They had Hall of Famers. They were awesome when he won that Super Bowl. They never renewed the talent. So I'm looking at Josh Allen now. They finally were able to really build a squad around him. More importantly, they got players that wanted to play in Buffalo. Yeah. That's the hardest part about Buffalo is getting players that want to play here. You know, and and that's something that's very frustrating to me. Even to this day, I'm not going to lie to you. You know what? I'm just going to say this. I am so, I don't know. I, Marshawn Lynch, every time I see that video of him, it almost feels like he's mocking, you know, what Buffalo really is about. When you see that, you know, that that freaking thing that keeps surfacing about him at Applebee's and whatever. I mean, he couldn't go to a freaking wing restaurant. He couldn't go to some really good spot downtown. No, I'm going to go to Applebee's and I'll let, I'll let ESPN, you know, interview me here. Look, Buffalo is not a bad place to play. Buffalo is a football, it's a football city. That's where you go to play football. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what this whole hoopla is about. But you know what it really comes down to? It comes down to games like this, Jay. If the Bills win games like this, Buffalo changes their complexion. Pittsburgh is not a beautiful city. Green Bay is not a beautiful city. It's the same thing as Buffalo. So I don't know. They just, they have great franchises. They have great players for years and years and years. They're competitive. People respect them. Yeah. It's a respect thing. And this is why Bill's Mafia gets so offended with, you know, everyone online, everyone on ESPN, because yes, there is a lot to make fun of the Buffalo Bills and we take it personal because we know all it takes to be relevant again. It's just winning football games. It's nothing else. And you know, that's just what I'm getting at. And you know, you made me rant about this because you talk about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I can talk about big Ben, you know, and let me tell you something. The bills have been plagued with horrible leadership in the past that don't know how to scout. I mean, goodness gracious. How do you screw up not finding one quarterback in close to over 20 years? Well, it's you know what ridiculous. the problem was there. The the problem was, and that's that's kind of what I meant like earlier when I was saying we always are like that middle of the. It's like we're never a bad team where we can get a top three pick. We're never, you know, like we're always, you know, nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine. Like we're always picking in the middle. So it was, it was very difficult for us to hit. Now, yeah, we drafted EJ Manuel. He had some type of promise prior to his injury, but at the same time, EJ, you know, EJ Manuel wasn't. In my opinion, he shouldn't have been a first round draft pick. And it, I'm, it's not a knock on EJ. He just shouldn't have been a first round draft pick. That, so if that, that was draft, our, that draft class was horrible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Smith, man. I mean, come on. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's like these were first round draft picks. And, it, you know, if you fast forward to now and you look at the caliber. Now, I know I give Baker a hard time. I joke about him a lot. I do, you know. But the thing is, he is, he is part of the turnaround in Cleveland, just like Josh Allen is part of the turnaround in Buffalo. 
so the draft that Josh Allen was in, you fast forward to now, man, this is this is it has to be considered one of the best for quarterbacks. You already have yeah. Lamar Jackson, who was an MVP, whether regardless of how you want to say he's a good thrower of the football or not, he won an MVP as a quarterback. You got Baker Mayfield, who's now he he's in a divisional round just like Josh. I just think it's an incredible it's an incredible thing to see these guys develop. I really hope that Sam Darnold, I mean, aside from the fact that he's in our division, I hope that this new coach can help him because Adam Gase is, you know, I, I've, I just he should not have a job anywhere near the league or right. anywhere near the sport. Right. No, I got a buddy of mine who runs a YouTube channel called Jet Central. I can't wait to get him on the channel again. I've had him on several times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talk all the time. I, I tweet at him and, you know, message him all the time. And I'm just telling him, I'm just like, you know, I get your suffering. You know, it, it just takes good leadership to, to really get a situation figured out for your football team, like just to figure out your identity, your culture, the whole nine. And I think that's that's an issue with a lot of football teams. And here we are with the Buffalo Bills, just a fantastic culture, fantastic leadership. Players want to play in Buffalo and they're changing what Buffalo is, uh, you know, in people's eyes, it's a football city. That's what it is. All right. It's yep. a hockey town. All right. You go back to Pekka, go back to Hashik. That's why we're still fans. The, the Sabres, I, oh, dear God. One day they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out, guys. I swear. They're going through it. Um, well, you know, well, but, let you me know, ask I'm, you this real yeah, quick, man. Yeah, so ahead. does that mean, do you think that the Pagoulas just got lucky with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott? Or, you know no. what I mean? Like, cause no, 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 no. This is why I believe in the Pagoulas. Look, I know people are going to say we got they got lucky, whatever. No, they didn't. I'm going to tell you why. You know, they could have they could have stuck with Rex Ryan the next year yeah. and believe he just, oh, he's a quarterback away. Rex Ryan and his staff couldn't figure out how to freaking scout for a quarterback. He couldn't figure it out. Sean McDermott, with Rex Ryan's quarterback, took the Bills to the playoffs after trading everyone away with Brandon Bean. Yes. Yep. They made the right choice. They made a sound decision. I think maybe they're just better at managing a football team than a hockey team. You know, you know, just handling it um, as far as how everything, you know, is run down. I think hockey is a completely different, you know, conversation and, and, and talk. I can talk with uh, Ant from, you know, cover one about it all the time and we can go on for hours. But I, I think the difference to close it up here is that it's such a more fast paced game. Football, you can slow it down. Your team can rest on the sideline, you know, the offense or the defense. <laughs> You're playing offense and defense, excuse me, every couple of seconds in hockey. Everyone thought, oh, it was a horrible game by the Sabres. They lost by two goals, I believe it was six to four. And uh, that's, the, that's the game of hockey. You know, yeah. you got us. You, you simply just have to score more goals than the other team. In football, it it's one of those things where sometimes you just literally need to have a better game plan. And I'm I'm gonna wrap it up here, uh, Jay, because we could talk for hours. But look, I think the game plan of the Bills will work if they simply plug up the middle of the field. I'm talking about in the running game and the passing game against the Ravens. Force Lamar Jackson. I don't care if he rolls out to the right or the left. I don't care. Make him throw it outside the numbers. Make him try to run it outside. Keep him, you know, 
third and four, third and you know, third and third and five. That's that's what I want to see all game long. The Bills win. What do you got? I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, uh, you plug that middle up. It's tough for him. You know, and one of the things that I, I've been saying all along, and I'm a huge Lamar fan. He really has to work on his passing. It, you know, and it's not that he can't throw it. He can throw it. We knew Josh Allen could throw it. He had a cannon. You know, he could throw it. The, the problem was throwing it in game situations, pinpoint accuracy. And he's doing that now because he worked on it. Uh, that's what Lamar needs to do. But don't, don't, don't sleep on the fact that his ability can still win the game. He can still win. So I'm expecting a Buffalo Bills win tomorrow, man, or tonight. You know, I'm, I'm expecting that. I'm, I'm expecting us to come out of it with a, a double-digit double lead, either 10 to 14-point game. Yeah. No, I, I think it's very possible. Just don't let Lamar Jackson run for a freaking 50-yard touchdown. It's pretty simple. Yeah. They, we still had a chance against him last year when we didn't, we didn't allow him to do that. Yeah, he ran around like a madman sometimes here and there, but it, it, it's just one of those things. Lamar He's Jackson was, And there was not a lot of tape on how to stop Lamar Jackson going into last year. Let's be clear. No. The tape is out there now. There you go. They're eleven and five. The Bills are thirteen and three. So here we go. I hope I hope yeah. everyone's ready. I hope you got your wings ready, uh, your beer ready, your pizza ready. I got. I, I'm going to have all that ready uh, tomorrow night. Now, Jay, please give the audience one more chance to know where they can get all your content. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Spence the King, and obviously Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Man, the family is all doing it. You can find us on any platform that you have, you know, your podcast, or you can download your music and all that stuff. We're there. So check us out, man. My show comes out every Tuesday, The Code of Conduct. And then Sunday's post game with Mookie Hawkins of WUFO. I do the chop up. We do it live. We're going to get some more content coming to YouTube as well. We, uh, we got some ideas coming up for the summer, uh, you know, I guess leading into the next season. Because we're going we're gonna, to, listen, I believe we're going to be Super Bowl <laughs> champions, man. Yes, Super sir. Bowl champs. Yes, sir. I- That's it. I don't know why I sound crazy to some people, but I just think this is the year you have to because next year everyone's reloading. This is, you got to go all in this year. You just close up every single door in your, like just get focused on winning the Super Bowl Buffalo Bills. This year it has to happen. Saleh is, he's already in the Jets. You know, Brian Dables most likely, I think he's going to the Chargers. It's going to be a completely different league guys are going to reload. It's going to be very different, a lot more competitive. And this is a year where I think the Bills have the best window to break the curse, just win a Super Bowl. You guys with me out there? (laughs) Let's get it. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much again. You got me hyped. Absolutely. And we got to stay hyped, man. This is an exciting time. Um, What an amazing opportunity the Buffalo Bills have in a divisional playoff game to go to the AFC Championship game and possibly win a Super Bowl. Let's go, Bills. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me on Buffalo Rumblings. Get your wings. Get your pizza. Get your fireplace ready. It might be chilly.